What's up guys? Hope everybody's doing well. I'm just setting myself up to actually go out the door and run. But the plan is to hopefully be able to do a wee podcast on the run. I haven't done that in ages, so this will be quite interesting how this comes out. Um, <coughs> what are we today? Monday, just a regular Monday, nothing complicated, two runs. I was doing um, some gym stuff on Monday, but I toned the gym stuff back a bit just because the physio I'm working with here in America um, told me just to do glute bridges, and so that's pretty much all I'm doing. I don't know if he has sort of plans to progress the gym side of things. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't, I don't really know, but I don't know. I think the way I work best is pretty much just doing what I'm told. And so the the second that I start to improvise a little bit, you could say, I, ah, I'm sure he meant glute bridges, but also this and also that. The second I start doing that is when things start to go a bit shitty. So, like I said, only glute bridges. I'll do some of them tonight. And then I catch up with that physio again on Wednesday. So, maybe Wednesday he'll add a little bit more um, strength side of things to the program. Apologies for the next 90 seconds. I'm climbing a pretty steep ass hill that I have to run out of the neighborhood so yeah I might be a little bit out of breath but that's fine um so look today we're changing gears a little bit I mentioned a few days ago I probably mentioned a couple of times one of my big goals Aside from the Olympics, world champs, um, one of my bigger goals is to break two hours, 10 minutes for the marathon. And it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting barrier because when I say I want to break two hours, 10 minutes for the marathon, it it means a lot of different things to me. So, like, I don't say it lightly. Believe me, I know, or at least I think I know, what kind of a setup might create such a result. Um, and that's, oh, apologies, that's kind of where it's taken me to today. That's what I want to sort of go through with you guys. I'm talking about not only 210, but let's always remember 210 is a benchmark for me. It's a pretty um, massive goal, big goal, pretty big goal, I suppose you could say, Um, in that very few people 
break through our 210 for a marathon. Um, I don't think I'm a racist for saying very few white people, a lot of Kenyans, Ethiopians, um, I was about to say Japanese, but there we are. Like the Japanese are absolutely at the forefront carrying um, the non-African population at marathon running. Um, so yes, white guys are breaking 210, but it's still not a lot. There's still not a lot of Japanese, Australian, British, etc., etc. So <clears throat> basically when I think, how I think you do it. In a nutshell, I think you need to get yourself in a position to be able to handle probably 110 minimum upwards to maybe like 130, 140 mile a week. That's what the top American guys do. And I know that's probably what the Robertson guys are doing in Kenya and Ethiopia and Mo Farah. I think the rumor was that Mo was doing like 120, but supplementing 30 miles on underwater treadmill, Alter G, etc. etc. So that's I think in a nutshell. You've gotta put yourself in a position where for 12 to 16 weeks you can handle an uninterrupted block of pretty much let's say 110 to 130 mile a week. However, <laughs> the athlete that you have to be at the start of that buildup from general observation of the kind of athletes that break 210, I think you need to be capable of running 61 minutes for a half marathon. So anything between 61 and 62 minutes, ideally 61, but let's say you go to that Rack half marathon or Houston half marathon or Barcelona half marathon, then it's like a 61 day. But if you go to Great North Run or good marathon, good half marathons, but maybe not as fast, well then maybe like 61.45 is fine. Um, so I also think you need to be capable of breaking 28 minutes for 10K. Um, and I think until you can break 28 minutes for 10K, you're probably going to struggle to run 61 something for a half marathon. And if you're struggling to run 61 something for a half marathon, you're probably going to struggle to run 209 something for a full marathon. So we've talked about the kind of buildup, the kind of durability 
you need to build. We've talked about the kind of athlete, the caliber of athlete that you need to be. Um, of course, I think you need to pick a Frankfurt Marathon or a Berlin. Um, a very fast, hopefully nice weather marathon, but also a marathon that might have a group of uh, six or eight guys trying to also break 210, which just puts you in a race where you might be able to switch off, you might be able to not worry too much about splits and just focus on saving energy. Um, so that's that. However, to get to get to 61 and to get to sub 28, like you have to love training. So, and you have to love training for a range of goals. And what I mean by that is when I've talked on the podcast recently, I've talked about loving marathons, you know, loving the training for marathons, loving the day, the crowds, blah, blah, blah. But the only way to break 28 minutes or for yourself, run a PB in the 10K is... Basically, when you finish a marathon and your coach says, hey, let's, let's change it up a bit. Let's do some 10Ks, right? And you go, ah, fuck it. All right, why not? If you're not, if you're not excited and you don't buy into it and you're not motivated by it, then you're not going to break 28 minutes. And if your benchmark is 32 or 31 or 30 or 40 minutes, whatever it is, you need, you need to be passionate about your goals. And if breaking your 10K PB fits in the bigger picture, then you gotta be as fucking passionate about that goal as you are about the marathon itself. That's the only way this works. Like, running is 365, 24-7. And I'm not talking about... What, what did, how did this podcast open? Trying to break two hours, ten minutes of the marathon. This isn't your part-time hobby jogger. This is fucking real. Um, a lot of people... I'm going to go off topic here. A lot of people put a label on the elite athletes. Maybe a lot of people put a label on me. And they say... Steve Scullion is durable. Steve Scullion doesn't have to work. Steve Scullion is talented. I, Steve Scullion's good looking. Just kidding. Anyway, if you put a label on me or any of the other elite guys in Ireland and the world, 
you're basically labeling your own excuses. So the rules don't just apply to elite runners, okay? Professionals. If you want to obliterate your current PB, then the best way to start is to, to listen to what I'm saying. So we have talked about the caliber of athlete that it would take. We've talked about building the durability to be able to handle more training. The same goes for everybody here. Like, we're just talking about 210, or I am. You could be talking about 230, 245, but the same rules apply. All right. The, how I believe you get the 61 minutes for a half marathon is, <laughs> this is the fucked up part. You've really got to train. I think I've been training for, even though I retired for about a year total, I've been a runner since about 1998. So that's, in 1998, I won the primary school, whatever, call it Northern Ireland Championships at Campbell College and dropped the pacemakers, you know? I didn't fuck around. So, 21 years as a runner, probably since 2006 when I made World Cross, I've been running 60 to 70 mile a week as an average since 2006. So, 2006, that's fucking 13 years of 10 mile a day, <laughs> nine miles a day. Honestly, that's pretty fucked up. That's really interesting for me to hear that every day. So, just like at university to pass an exam, in the running world, there's prerequisites. Now, here we go, putting labels again, and you're probably thinking, yeah, but you were an international athlete, or you had the time to do that, or you were a full-time athlete, you know, you had a scholarship to America. No fucking way. Like, every, those 16 years, 13, sorry, explain why I'm good, explain why I can run at five minute mile and feel comfortable. Um, but it wasn't easy to do. So I had a lot of money problems. You know, I had to, if you're gonna train 60, so back in the day, 2006, you're looking at 60 to 70 mile a week. I used to go to London for training camps. I used to, my parents used to pay 
for me to go to Britain to race the best guys, drive me countless hours across Ireland to race the best guys. You know, it's, it's not free. It's really tough. Um, so that's a really interesting thing to consider. If you want to get to the level I'm at, then all you got to do is for about 15 years run <laughs> between 60 and now 100 mile a week. It's easy. Anybody can do it. And this is where talent is a myth. Because if you just took up running two years ago and are frustrated that you can't run 13.30 for 5k or 28.30 for 10k, well shit, I have about 18 years of running on you. So that's, that's a bit of background and I'm still not there yet. I think 20 years of probably 30 to 100 mile a week has put me in a position to even think about a goal like 210. Now, now is like the fun part. Now I try to run 28, 20 for 10k this year and then I try to run 28, 10 or 28.05 next year in the Olympic year and then I'm pretty fucking close so it's not that long away and maybe sub 2.10 will become the second chapter of the podcast but I think it's important for people to realise I think everybody can be a really fucking good runner and I mean everybody and I mean really fucking good but 20 fucking years that is holy shit 20 years is a long time you know and the only way you get there is if you have a burning desire to just enjoy running everything it is running's really fucked up some days are really fun other days are really shit I've just hit halfway now I'm running back but I'm about to run past my nicest view in all the Flagstaff my favourite view of the mountain anyway look running sucks but I'm obsessed and I love it and so can you so probably do you and you just gotta love it all like even those shitty days if you wanna break 210 or you wanna achieve a really big result you gotta love it all or else you gotta learn to and that's it Um, so what's my recap 20 years of training you know it's probably going to take 25 because it could take the next 
four or five years for me to actually do it. How fucked up is that? Let's even say it takes three years. That's about a thousand days of running about anything from 13 to 15 mile a day average. That's pretty fucking daunting, isn't it? Given the fact this five mile run isn't easy, that's pretty fucked up. So, 20 plus years, you might start by only running about maybe 10 to 20 mile a week. And then you'll progress to 30. And then you'll be racing age group championships. And then you'll be racing schools, districts, Ulsters, Linster, Munster, English schools, Irish schools, Welsh. And then you get good enough that you're gonna race fuckers from England, England, Welsh, Irish. You're gonna stand on that start line shitting yourself nervous. And then you're gonna realize, you know what? In a month's time, I'm not even gonna think about this. So let's not be so nervous and let's just really enjoy this and get behind your team, whether you're England, Ulster, Wales, Northern Ireland, Ireland. And then you might pick up a international vest. And then from that international vest, you're gonna meet people from other countries. You might go train with them. You might go live with them. You'll realize that runners are special people and they get behind other runners and they understand the struggle, whether you're trying to break 20 minutes for 5K or 13, you're probably (laughs) pretty insecure about your goals. Um, And everybody's the same, same boat. So now you've trained for 20 years and you've either built up the durability slowly to be able to handle over 100 mile a week. If you're taking shortcuts, i.e. this is your third year as a runner and you're running 100 mile a week, it's gonna find you out, plain and simple. You're gonna get injuries. And if you don't get injuries, you're gonna be frustrated that you're running the same mileage that somebody else is and they're destroying you. Running is a time thing. So anytime I went and joined a professional group, let's say it was the Australians, Melbourne Track Club, I had nothing but respect for the time that these guys have put in. When I joined Bowerman in the summer and I kept up in a few sessions, the fact it was my first ever visit to St. Moritz and those guys had been going for eight years in a row, well, shit, <laughs> that's, that's called being a veteran of the sport. Those guys are also probably on year 20. And put it this way, I think you can compress that down. I think you can compress my 20 down to six to eight years. But the same rules apply. Slow progression, patience, learn to race, learn to pace yourself, 
learn how you need to build durability, rehab, activation stuff. Um, another thing I'm going to tell you is if, if you're a 50 mile a week guy or a 30 mile a week guy and that's all you can handle, first of all, it's not all you can handle. You can build strength and through patient building, maybe a week at 30, maybe a week at 33, maybe back to 30, maybe back to 33, and then up to 35, and then back to 30, and then 32, 35, 38. You get the picture. That's building your mileage in a patient way while doing a strength regime two or three times a week to build the areas that keep breaking down. That's loving the process. Okay, anyway, on top of your 30 mile a week, you can row, you can cycle, you can swim, you can elliptigo. If, if you really fucking want, you can, you can be an 80 to 100 mile a week athlete too, but you might have to supplement 70 miles worth of that. But how bad do you want it? You know, like you're going to stand on the line and race people that run away from you and you're going to wonder why. It's no secret. They fucking train harder than you do and they have for longer. That's really simple. The Africans, Ethiopians, Japanese, whatever, Americans that beat me, fuck, they just work harder and they have done for longer. They sacrifice more than I do. They commit harder than I do. But it doesn't mean I don't have a plan in place to get there. Believe you me, I do. And I execute it every day. Well, most days, everybody still has doubts. Um, so look, what I'm telling you is talent doesn't mean fuck all. Hard work, patience, become a mathematician, work it out, plan it out, and then go fucking do it. It's that simple. It is that fucking simple. Um, so anyway, I'm going to build the miles to 110. 120. I'm gonna break 28 minutes for 10k. Probably in the next, do you know what? I'm gonna say two years because look at the two years I've just had. I probably averaged 80 mile a week for the last two years and probably spent six or eight months at altitude in that time. The next two years of my life are going to be very special. Very, very special. Everything I achieved in the last two years, I did it with about five grand funding a year. 5,000. That's it. One trip to Flagstaff can cost 1,500. So, what's going to happen? Now that I have about 30 grand a year funding, you wait and see. Shit's gonna get really fucking good. And it's not. Money doesn't buy 
a better athlete. Hard work makes you a better athlete. But when you can afford to get the right physio and you can afford to go to altitude, eat the right foods, you know, if you have to go to a, a pre-World Champs camp, you can afford to go to heat and humidity, you know. I took a lot of grief after Berlin. Why did I not go to warm weather camp? I couldn't fucking afford it. Give me a break. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's exciting. Maybe the next two years, I'll break 28 minutes for 10K. Um, maybe I won't. Maybe 28.15 or 28.20 is my limit. But believe me, I'll do everything I can with the most excitement and motivation possible. Like, I love going on the track. I love ripping off laps. At the minute, I don't because my body is a shuffling marathon body. But in the next four or five weeks, well, it's going to become a different animal again. It's going to become an animal that can rip off sub 60 second laps and feel pretty good doing it. So that's exciting. So that'll be about 22 years worth of training. I'll have broken 28 minutes. I'll hopefully go to Houston Half Marathon again after a 10-week altitude camp running 110 miles a week. I'll go to Camp Verde. I'll rip out three times three mile and I'll go 448, 440, 432 and I'll look at Haas and I'll go, yep, we're going to run 61 minutes in 10 days time. Then I'll go do it and by now I'm going to be a sub 28 10k runner. I'll probably play as top 20, top 15 at the Olympics. And then, who knows, maybe top 10. And then I'll go to Houston half and I'll bang out 61 minutes. And then I've got probably seven or eight months to Berlin to get ready. You know, the first time you do a result, let's say you break 28 minutes once, you're not there yet. You're 28 minutes on a good day. If I go to Stanford a year later and break 28 minutes again, that's when you're there. You back it up. You gotta back your results up. So you back it up, you break 28 minutes again, and then you've got about the June, the July, to August, to September, off you go. Back to Flagstaff, 110, 120 mile a week, banging out those long runs, seeing a really good physio like John Ball, 
to keep you healthy, eating a really good diet that the Sports Institute put in place for you. By now you can handle light strength stuff alongside your 120 mile a week and then off you go to Berlin, 64.30, 64.45. How do you like me now? Isn't that really fucking cool? I don't think that's too far-fetched. And you know what? I've already done it. I've already imagined the moment that I cross that finish line. Funny enough, every time I imagine it, I fuck it up and I run like 210, 20, which really pisses me off. That, and I fall down. I am overwhelmed with joy but frustration that I got so close. So maybe it is a five-year plan. I don't know. But you know what? When you love what you do every day and you love the people around you, what does it matter? I'll keep trying. I'll keep going. Maybe you go to a Commonwealth Games as a sub-210 marathon runner and people know you're a contender. People know what they're going to get. People know you have a real good shot at taking home a gold medal. So, that's it. Maybe the next two years is the graft and you, you break the times down. 2.13 at the end of this year or next year. 2.12, 2.11 the following year. And then, like I've told you guys before, in that next build-up, you're thinking, holy shit, I might run 2.10, or for once, I might get nice weather and bust open sub 2.10. Hey guys, enjoy the run. A couple of other guys are taking care of their business, getting their double done. But there you go, that wraps it up today, guys. You heard it here first. Might take me two or three years, but I'll get there. I'll break 210. I'll be one of the only Irish guys to have done that. And hopefully, if I do it out of Berlin, I might become the only Irish guy to do it on a record eligible course. So, hope you enjoyed that. I'm gonna listen back. And I hope the wind or the headphones worked okay. But look, have a good day. Get your training done. No excuses. I'm out here. It's probably minus five Celsius. Snow everywhere. You got to get done. Good luck, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.